and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And welcome to our 2021 year in review. It's time. We did it. Uh, it's it's kind of wild. This is like full circle for us. Yeah, this was our first episode of the podcast was the 2020 year in review. Um, I've actually been like re-listening to that episode too. Mm. And it, it's, I, I forgot how all the things that happened in 2020 uh, in terms of anime. So it'll be, I'm very excited to go back through and like talk about a lot of these shows that uh, we haven't talked about in a while or, you know, remember some like really standout hits from the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially when it comes to shows that like, we, you know, we were unsure of or shows that we really liked that turned out to not end, uh, end up so great. I think it'll be a really good look back at the year. Yeah. I think there were a lot of surprises. Um, the this is going to be a, a chonker for for all you best buds out there. So we're actually going to split this up into two parts. Uh, so uh, when this airs, uh, the next week we will have uh, an award show coming out and kind of crown some of our our favorite moments from it. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Editor Best Boy Dan here. Lies, all lies. This pod is so thick that it is actually a five-parter. Yes, you heard correct. We are breaking down 2021 into five parts. One through four will be winter through fall, respectively, with the first ever Best Boy Awards working title to finish everything off. All of the content has been previously recorded, and we are working hard to get each episode out as soon as physically possible. So please enjoy our first OVA series, 2021 Anime Roundup. Part 1, Winter 2021. We have so much to get into that we're just going to dig right into the meat and potatoes of it. Let's get to it. I'm not. I'm not singing. I'm not singing a song mm, this week. Meat and potatoes. I will sing a song if it means we don't have to air that. Do it. <laughs> sing a song. Meat and potatoes. All right, best buds. We're gonna get started with the meat and potatoes, and that is, of course, a review of all the anime that came out in 2021. We're gonna go in order of the seasons, and that means we're starting with. Winter 2021. Best Boy Dan, do you want to kick it off with the first one on our list? Yeah, it's kind of wild that the first one on the list is kind of like a bookend of 2021. It is, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We started off the year and we ended the year with Attack on Titan, the final season. Um, We started with part one, which Mm -hmm. we didn't know was going to be the case at the time, um, but is not entirely surprising. was this the first season that was just Mappa? I think so. I don't yeah. remember. They might have been the level one before I, that too. I'm pretty sure this is the first season that was Mappa. If I'm wrong, you know. All I do <laughs> you know is that this is, the, the this is the first season that we got treated to Aaron Yeager's abs. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> worth it. That I, that was actually one of my favorite parts of anime nyc was yeah. just a giant poster of his abs. Well, like when of, you walk in, one of the things I regret not getting 
when I was there was the, a pin at the Kinokuniya stand that was just Aaron and his abs. <gasps> oh. But I didn't get it because I figured they'd probably have it at the store. Oh, and we're going next Saturday, so we definitely have to remember to look for that. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, but yeah, Attack on Titan, the final season, part one, um, it was really, really, really good. I mean, we 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 knew it was going to be. So yeah. Like, um, well, I guess there was some concern about whether or not Mappa was going to be able to stick it like um, Wit did. Mm. Um, though I'm really happy that Wit is doing a different show right now, yeah. um, which we will talk about later. Um, but I thought they did a good job. There, some of the action scenes were not at the level that Wit's animation was, but it, you know, it's Mappa. They're they're a great studio in terms yeah. of uh, what they put out. Um, it, I don't know what there is to say about Attack on Titan that we haven't said on the podcast before. Yeah. This is the final season. If you're not on board with it, it's the making of a modern masterpiece. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about Attack on Titan later on in this episode anyway, because like we said, it's going to bookend it um, with the uh, final season part two coming out in uh, the fall, breaking into the winter season. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we're for a lot of these shows, we'll give you like a little bit of like a backstory of what to expect with it. But like, we've talked about attack on Titan so many times on this podcast. Like if you want more of a backstory on what the plot is, go take a listen to like our, um, like how to get into anime episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but if you have, watched like the first season and maybe put it down or something like that like do yourself a favor if there was anything holding you back like if it got too intense and you needed a break or you know if if uh for me like i stopped after the first season because the second season starts out very slowly it is very slow in the second um season. but i was like really glad once i pushed through that and got into it like if you were like me like pick this show back up this is not something that you're going to want to miss as it's airing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up on our list, we have one of the standout romance comedies mm. from this mm -hmm. year, uh, Horemia. This was one that I remember... Um, I remember you telling me about this and being yeah. like, oh, this this is going to get an anime, and it's like one of my favorite like, mangas. Yeah. This, is one of, this is one of the manga that got me into reading uh, rom-com manga. Hmm. So like when I saw when I when I finished reading this like not finished when I caught up to it I was like this show is gonna get an anime no doubt uh, and it did and it was really really good um, there were some things that I liked about it and some things that I liked about it a little less but overall the show was fantastic um, and if you're not familiar with it it's kind of uh, it's a high school rom com about uh, basically these two kids uh, Hori and Miyamura. And they have like these like kind of secret lives that they live outside of school. Hori uh, is like a popular girl in school. She's always surrounded by friends. You know, she's got, you know, she, she wears all the right makeup and she buys all the right clothes. Um, but outside of school, she never really hangs out with anybody. Her friends are always talking about how, oh, you're always so busy after school. And that's because she goes home and is basically a mother to her little brother because her parents work out of the home. Um, so, like, when she's not at school, she's, like, rushing to catch, like, timed sales at the grocery store or, like, pick up her little brother from school, uh, cook him dinner, and, like, make sure he does his homework and all that stuff. And she likes this. It's not like mm -hmm. she feels like, oh, she's trapped in this world. Like, she genuinely likes being a caretaker for her little brother. Yeah. It's, like, the life that she leads. Whereas Mia Mora, he's kind of like, um, 
in school people think he's like an otaku and like he's a, like a weirdo he just who kind of never talk talks to, to anybody. He just basically, hangs in the corner. Yeah, basically he just kind of doesn't talk to anybody and he wears glasses so people assume that he's like, like a nerd. But in actuality, like outside of school, he's like a punk. Like he's like a punk rock he's kid. Like he's like tatted up. He's, he's got, got tattoos. He's got ear piercings. Like he, he wears his hair. Uh, like in a in a in a crazy way, and like he ends up bumping into um, uh, Hori after class at one point, and they don't recognize each other because they don't look how they look in school. Um, but this kind of like this way that they break into each other's like secret lives uh, outside of school is kind of like the gateway to where they like you know they form a romance and like this. Uh, one of the great things about this show too is that there is a lot of really good side plots that go on and side characters. And like side I character. love her parents. One of the things that was disappointing about this show though for people who read the manga. Um, was there were some really good side characters that never really got fleshed out. Like, you remember the green-haired kid? The, like, the super outgoing kid? Yeah. He has a whole arc in the manga that never gets explored in the anime yeah. that's really Well, good. it's tough when you do the whole story in 12 episodes. And, yeah. I, and I think that's, like, one of the the interesting things about this adaptation. Because how, how many chapters would you say it is? Or volumes? Um, I don't remember how many volumes. It's like a hundred and something chapters. So it's um, like, it's got a decent amount of content, but they kind of told the whole story in, in 12 episodes, they right? did tell the, They did tell the whole story in 12 episodes, but they probably could have done a better job in 24, I think. Sure. Um, just because, like, they did rush a couple things at the end. Which is not um, to say that it, was it wasn't a bad. bad. It was not bad. Like if you had never read the manga, you would never know. The so difference. yeah. So from my perspective, I did not read the manga, and I have to say, like, this is one of the best romances I have seen in. I cannot tell you how long. It's. I loved how real everything felt. Yeah. Like there were arguments that like I've had in relationships before. I'm like, oh, and and the the dialogue behind it, it all worked really well together and like I think there are there are shows especially like romance where you become invested and you get wrapped up and you're like you have the same feelings the characters have yeah. right like when they're like not working out and like you just want them to be together like you're sad and yeah. this show did a really good job of, and of it, making you feel that it does a really good job of that not just on the romance side but also the interpersonal angles so like mm -hmm. the argument that he gets in with his friend you know over Hori where they they kind of like they kind of fight that out and they have to like they fight it out and then they talk it out and like it, that felt really real because like I feel like a lot of times in rom-coms you get the character always taking the high road and that just doesn't happen in real life all the time so, yeah. like, it doesn't really, it, it felt more real, you know? It yeah. felt like a very lived-in world. Yeah, I love when, when people can be, like, wrong and, like, understand that they're wrong and grow from it. Yeah. Um, I could <laughs> I could keep talking about Harimia, but I I looked back at the list, and then I it, like, struck me. I was like, oh, my God, Winter was so ridiculous. Yeah, that's something we, we probably should have talked about off the top. <laughs> we got so excited to talk about Attack on Titan and Harimia that we didn't even talk about how insane winter was it, so i i think we chalked a lot of it up to that a bunch of things were pushed back from covid yeah and a lot of them ended up in this particular time slot yeah uh, and you know what honestly i think it was a good thing um i mean it huh, it was not a good thing for my my time my oh, free time I, <laughs> I don't do things so for me it was great it, it just there were so many good shows. I have never... This may be 
the single greatest season of anime of yeah. all time. This for me, in my personal life, worked out really well because at this time in the year, I wasn't doing much. Um, I was, you know, I had a job, but like I wasn't, it wasn't a job that required like well, all and, of my time. Of and winter in New York, work. not a lot is Winter happening. in New York, COVID, yeah. you know, for me, it was just like anytime I wasn't at work, I was watching shows. Oh, and this I had was also everything to watch. This was also pre-vaccine too. So it was pre. Well, yeah, very slightly pre-vaccine. Yeah. yeah so, like so range. like there was not a lot of socializing happening. So, we got to fill our time with all these. And speaking of which, the next one is also like there are so many shows on this list that are like contenders for like best anime. Yeah. And they're all this one season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and I guess for, for this one, Mushoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, I actually didn't watch this one. This is one of the ones that I, I did didn't not watch, it watch later in the either. Um, but we can, we have seen it since, so we can talk about it. But I, like, I remember when this was airing, I've been seeing like uh, a bunch of like weekly, like popularity lists uh, yeah. of shows, like how many people have been watching various things. And I remember when this was out, like I saw the trailer for it and like, I, you know, some art from it. And I was like, ah, this doesn't. You know, it's like a lecherous, like, yeah. isekai. I've seen so many isekais, like, whatever. And it just, like, was kind of consistently, like, on lists and, like, people were talking about it. And eventually I was just like, all right, I'll check this out. And then, boom, immediately I was, like, yeah. just drawn into this world. And, and the thing about Mushoko Tensai Jobless Reincarnation is that it is not... A unique isekai. No, it's not. In in pretty much any way other than just how well it executes on every single level. Yeah. Like, from the art, to the background, to the pacing, to the music, to the characters, to the plot, to the world, to every single thing about it is S-tier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Jobless Reincarnation, I had a, pre a pretty similar re relationship to it that you did. Um, I kept seeing it on all the manga websites and I would like, anytime I was looking for a new manga, this one would just pop up and I would look at the description and I was like, uh, it's another, it's another horny isekai. Yeah. It's got, you know, whatever. It's, it's not doing anything new. I'm not interested in it. But then like, like you said, you know, you started watching it and then you, you told me to watch it. So I watched an episode of it. And then as soon as I watched it, it was, it was perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, there is one thing we should warn you about. So we keep saying it's like a horny isekai, and that's because the protagonist, you know, the, like there's no, I'm not even gonna like go over the plot of it because it's an isekai. It's exactly what you'd expect yep. in terms of that, but how they do it is just so good. Um, but the the protagonist was like a neat. Um, you know, or no, no, they weren't. He was a hikikomori. Yeah, and you know, they he was like kind of abused, and but he was like a virgin, and like you know, kind of has that kind of stereotypical archetype of a character to him of the like weeb who you know is lecherous and you know collects panties and like that sort of thing. Right? Yeah, and normally that would be like a turnoff in the show, and, it, and to some extent it is in this one too, but. The way they handle it in it is very interesting to me because it is just kind of part of his character. Yeah. And, you know, for better or worse, that is the character they're telling a story of. And so within this world, it, it fits. The warning is 
maybe don't watch it at work. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, at or on the train. Yes. Or on a plane or in a bus. Yes. Or at the library. <laughs> um, watch it at home. Yes, watch it at home by yourself, not in, in the front dark, of your parents. Alone. How I usually watch my anime. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, definitely highly recommend Mushoko Tensai. Um, it was a really great show. We're going to talk more about it later because, again, this one pops back up later on in the list. Mm. Um, what we're not going to talk about next is <laughs> is how good this, Promised Neverland the, Season 2 we're, was. We're not going to talk about how Promised Neverland had a Season 2 because it didn't. No, it's really a shame because Season 1 was, was so good. And I hear that the manga just wrapped up recently and they just... Cloverworks never decided to make a season two. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was a shame. Real shame they never made a season two. I heard they were thinking about doing it, but then they, you know, did a test where they made like 12 test episodes that told the rest of the manga story um, because it. You know, the first eight went so bad that they were like, yeah, we'll just wrap it up in three episodes. (laughs) But, But that didn't happen. Yeah. No, for those of you who don't realize, we're being facetious. Um, <laughs> Promise Neverland Season 2 also came out in the winter, and wow, it was bad. It was really bad. The OP was okay. The OP was okay, <laughs> um, but damn, the show was bad. It just, the pacing was off, the action was not good. It the story me didn't for the make first sense. two yeah, episodes. The first two episodes were solidly okay. You're like, okay, I can see where they're going with this, and then all of a sudden they just screw it up. Well, because, like, so the... For those who don't know, Promise Neverland is basically about some kids who grow up in an orphanage, but it turns out the orphanage is really a farm and they are the food. Yeah. Uh, and demons eat humans in this world. Um, and it's great. It is super psychological. You know, one of my favorite seasons of anime, period. Yeah. And then season two, like, starts off and you're like, oh, we're going to explore this demon world some more. This is really interesting. And then they just just fumbled the ball like almost immediately it yeah. just it becomes boring uh the characters motivations don't make a lot of sense and it's doing so poorly that someone some executive somewhere says let's wrap this up yeah and th- and they just end the story and they proceed to do i think like 60 percent of the actual like manga's story in about two minutes in a montage yeah. at the end of they the season. They did a montage to end the story. <laughs> like, it shows them, like, discovering new things and, like, finding Emma the real world. God. Yeah, Emma and it's, meets and God. And it's a still image. And it is a still image. It, it was so ridiculous. Like, the last, like, three episodes just crammed so much shit in it that didn't make any <sighs> sense at all. Like, there were, some, there were some character, like, redemption stories that I was looking forward to that just, like... They, it just happened in the snap of a finger, and then they just write it off like it didn't even matter. Um, yeah, this show was so bad. This, you know what we didn't make an award for? And the that was anime. worst anime experience, because this would be it. Uh, I, I can't consciously recommend anyone watch this unless they specifically want to see how bad it was. Yeah, like, it was so bad. Um... Moving on, because yeah. I can't talk about no, this anymore. No, no more. But also, Dr. Stone Stone Wars was a good season. Too. Yeah, Stone Wars was great. Um, it wrapped up a lot of the really great like arcs that started in, in the first uh, season of Dr. Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, it set up what looks to be oh an amazing arc coming I up. I cannot wait. Um, 
basically this is you know without getting too much into spoilers if you haven't seen the first season um this one wraps up the stone wars yeah. um that that kind of set off at the end of season one um you get a lot of good character development for senku Such great you get some arcs. some reun you know some some reunited yeah, uh characters who separated so in the last uh season um it answers a lot of questions that remained at the end of the first season. So yeah, Doctor Stone, Doctor Stone, Stone Wars was just really, really, really good. The and, OP was fantastic. Oh my god, it was so good. And I also love how like the Stone Wars went down. Yep. You know, it's, Doctor Stone is a very interesting shonen in that it's not like a, a battle anime. Yeah. Um, and the way that they handled the battle with the science versus like you know might um i think was really interesting so the so characters that you had on the side of like of um uh what's his name uh i want to say sukasa yeah i guess it might have been it's either sukasa from from dr stone or sukasa from uh <laughs> gosh what's that show the the rom-com um oh my god i was watching uh i can't some. Fly me to the moon, Tonikawa. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Um, um, yeah, anyway. but like the, some of the people on the side of his army were really interesting and well fleshed out characters. Like, I like them. the cop who was like like the 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 world's best like <laughs> dirty cop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had like the sonar technician oh, whose power God. was that he could hear really well, but like it worked. <laughs> the show was so good. That was fun. Um, it's just a fun show. I, it's a strong recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, if you if you like any kind of isekai that's off the beaten path, um, and also, like, this was my recommend for when we talked about it during the How to Get Into Anime, if you were into Age of Empires or any of those civilization-building games with, like, tech trees, you will enjoy this show. If you like science, you'll have fun with this show. Yeah, if you liked Bill Nye, here, here's yeah. Bill Nye the anime with, with wars. Yeah. Which I, is all you ever wanted. And weirdly shaped eyes. Weirdly, yeah. It, it does <laughs> share you, that if with If you thought Promise anime had weird, weirdly drawn eyes, wait till you see this show. That is the one thing that Promise Neverland and Doctor Stone have in common. <laughs> that is true. Weird drawn faces. Yeah. Um, next up, we have that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two. Yay! Uh, season two was good. It was good. It was fine. It wasn't as good as season one. No. Um, I feel like they spent a little bit too long world building in this season. So, like, they kind of spent... And the villain sucked. The villain sucked. Uh, they spent, like, more than half of the show, like, kind of takes place during a meeting. Yeah. So it was like it's like okay, like I understand that you're you're laying groundwork and like it's not like it's just a meeting. Like they, yeah. it, there's flashbacks and there's stuff happening in other locations too. But like basically like at the end of this meeting, they they do like a very small battle and then they do like the big battle of the season. Yeah. And it's like okay, but like maybe they could have paced a little better. And and like there's some like good hype moments in it, but like what what I want out of that show is like it's a power fantasy show. Yeah. So uh, all the civilization world building stuff is cool and what made the first season really great. But you got to give me some like Rimuru being a total bam. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which you you really you get the after effects of what happens at the end of the first season in the beginning of the second season. Yeah. But like it doesn't really There's like a couple decent yeah. moments, but it it's not on the same scale as like his fight with like um, the orc or like Ifrit um, or like any of those from the first season or even like the OVAs between had some like really cool stuff in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but 
it's one of those things that like if you stick with it through season three like i anticipate that's going to be really rad too because we've set up a whole bunch of new things yeah hopefully they've done all the world building they need to do in season two and yeah. then like once season three hits you can hit the ground running um the next show oh yeah the next one <laughs> i you know we so we talked about this uh in, in the 2020 episode one because we were like really stoked about this coming out and it's just like it's so wild to me that we actually got a season two of ReZero yeah it's so perfect because um, it was like just a meme for so long yeah. like especially took, after the end of the first one and it took years it took them a long time but you know what they pulled it off um, second season was good. It was a solid follow-up to the first season. I feel like it wrapped up in a more satisfying way than the first season did, because the first season definitely left off on a cliffhanger for way too long. Mm. Um, whereas yeah. <laughs> the second season, like, there's still stuff to be resolved, but, like, you feel okay with the place where it ended. Yeah, you're not like, come on, come back. Exactly. Um, but then the other part that was really good is, like, this show just continues to be... And, like, the S-tier isekai. Like, yeah. it is probably the best isekai out there at the moment. Yeah. Like, I can't off the top of my head think of The only thing better. that gives it a run for its money is Mushoko Tensai. Yeah, and, like, if we were if we were to put them head-to-head, -head, like, I don't know who would win, but, like, it wouldn't be an easy decision, that's no. for sure. It would be a fun time watching both of them. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I have to say from this is, well, there's two things. One, I really liked all the backstories. Like, I thought we got some really interesting backstories. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't, like, as action-packed because we were doing a lot of that throughout the season. But what I will say is I have never been more terrified of bunny rabbits. Yeah, oh, yeah, the bunny <laughs> rabbits. And I remember when that first happened, I was like, where are they going with this? But, like, it works out. It, like... Wow. In terms of like a an oppressive force or like just a, a scary thing to deal with, they made bunny rabbits like S tier in yeah. that regard. <laughs> yeah, it did really well. Um and yeah, I mean we kind of uh, there's not a whole lot to say about this one. We've been saying this for um, a long time, but we need that to hasn't do a, been said. a full episode on ReZero. Yeah, we point. are going to do a ReZero episode. Um but yeah, for this one, like if you if you watched season one and you enjoyed it, you should absolutely watch season two. And if you didn't watch season one, you should watch season one because it's amazing. Yeah, if if you want to watch just a really really good show, I think best girl uh, best girl listen best boy Mike are watching this show right now. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right, they are. Yeah, oh, what a journey. Yeah. Speaking of journeys, next up we have Wonder Egg Priority. This was a journey. <laughs> this show really was a journey. It was so interesting and like it was an emotional and neat. It was an original anime. Um, basically, it kind of centers around this group of girls. The main girl, her name is Oto Ai, and um, basically, they the thing that they have in common is that they all have people in their lives who've committed suicide. Um, and they are able to visit this kind of parallel world. And what their job is, is their job is to basically save these other girls in other parallel universes who have also committed suicide. And if they save enough of them, then they are able to bring back their friends who they lost. And they also now, have to save them from these kind of 
their inner demons per se. Yeah. So basically, but a the, manifestation of them. Yeah. The the it's like a demonic manifestation of like the thing that drove them to suicide. Which in I remember in one case was like the one girl was a was a, a gymnast mm -hmm. and like it was her coach who was like who was molesting her, mm -hmm. um, and like you know giving her issues with her body image. Uh, and then there were other ones where it and was. And the monsters are just like fantastically drawn. Like, yeah. Very like vibrant rainbow colors, kind of like uh, trippy, like 90s yeah. cartoon style. Like kind of like a sickly, colorful like palette that kind of. It, it evokes the kind of like response that you would get like when you see a poison dart frog, like those kind of colors. Yeah. And like. Um, kind of like clownish yeah. uh, monsters. Yeah. Um like basically like one of the one of the, like the minor mob villains is like these little these little circle dudes who jump around and they have like clown shoes and like knives. like <laughs> and they carry knives and they have like these big sharp teeth. They're called Sino evils and they bounce like yeah, they, they just bounce hop around. around the hall and there's um, little paint splotches that pop up whenever they step somewhere. Yeah. But like I think one of the one of the things that really sets this anime apart is just how detailed the battles are, mm -hmm. but also the power the way like the power system and the weapons work. So like their weapons are basically like things you would find in school that are like taken to like a, a ridiculous degree. So like <laughs> one of them like the girl finds up one of those pens that has the oh, different colors. It's my favorite kind of pen. <laughs> yeah, like and but what it ends up looking like is a gigantic mace and each one of like the little color tabs that you would push down to like to change the color of the pen is its own little spike on the mace mm. or like you have the other girl, like the really smart girl, uh, Nurui, her weapon is like a basically a big protractor. Yeah. Um, that she can use to like swing around kind of like nunchucks, or she can like stab people with it. Um and uh it just like it, the super world. Super creative. It was super creative and super interesting and super emotional. Like the stories that they have to tell are so deeply emotional and personal. Um but the like, overarching story is also it promises to be interesting yeah and that's one of the things that we that unfortunately um this one did not stick the landing um so like the the show the last couple episodes everything happens really rushed so like they introduce like the the overarching bad person in like the last two or three episodes and then like nothing happens with it like they don't they just don't do anything about it and like they there was that special they released the the special which like 45 I saw minute to episode. watch you watched it I watched it the first 20 minutes of it are basically just a recap anyway so it's really just an extra episode um and it just it introduces so many elements that never get resolved and at the end and never will <laughs> it never will cuz well cuz they they basically say it at the end like at the end of the episode like She's like, Otoai is back. And then, like, they like they have, like, a little title card at the end with, like, a picture of all the girls. And they go, ready, set, the end. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but, like, the story never finished, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, this one ended up, like, being one of those ones that I was really excited for that ended up kind of being a disappointment. But I'm still glad I watched it just yeah. because of how, like, beautiful it was. I don't like, think it was time wasted. No, it, it didn't feel like I wasted my time um, just because of how, like, unique and gorgeous the world was, the mm -hmm. way they did the power system, the way they kind of reimagined, like, everyday household objects. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate watching it, but I do wish it had been done better. I think it's one of those ones that like watch three episodes of it and, you know, and see how you feel. If yeah. you, if you're not vibing with it, drop it. Yeah. If you're vibing with it, you, you'll enjoy your time with it. Absolutely. 
Um, and I think the next one up is one that you oh really my, don't have to worry about. <laughs> oh my god, this one caught me so off guard. I think it, it caught all of us off guard, because I don't think when this one came out originally, we weren't like... We were kind of like juggling back and forth who would watch it on our, on our <laughs> yeah. winter. And I think I ended up taking it and um, wow, it was insane how good this was. Yeah, I, I, I think I started watching it pretty early on um, into the run of it. Well, because I think what happened was you saw me watching the second episode and mm -hmm. you were like, oh, I need to watch this. Yeah, because... So, so I'm a spider, so what? So I'm a spider, so, so what? what? If you've listened to the podcast <laughs> at all, you've heard us say that. Um, it's just like, again, another isekai. Yep. Um, but it it has, it's one that recognizes the formula and then subverts it. Yeah. Um, at almost every turn. Every time I think I know what's going on with this show, it flips its head on me. And yep. I'm just like, oh, we're doing something totally different here. Um, and it is a joy of a ride. The animation is B tier. It's it's a it's a particular kind of CG. Um, yeah. It's it's CG that's not the worst. So like most of it's not CG. The monsters are the really monsters bad. are pretty bad. Um, but most of like the main characters are done okay. It's definitely not the worst CG I've ever seen. Um, it's funny too. It's hilarious. The <laughs> OP and ED are really good. Uh huh. Basically, the story centers around the main character who we don't ever really get a name for. I don't think. I, yeah, on design because um, I don't think we entirely know who the main character is either. Yeah. And basically, like she is like a girl who's kind of like an outcast in school and kind of, I don't, maybe, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I think, I think if it's the girl that they're, that they're implying, like she's, yeah. she's like kind of just a nobody in school. Yeah, yeah. And then like the whole class gets isekai in an event that we don't really know what it was, but I'm going off of that. It was a terrorist bombing. I don't know. It um, seems like it. And basically like all of her classmates, not all of them, but most of her classmates get re like, you know, uh, isekai into like fantasy roles like you have knights mm -hmm. and mages and all that stuff some of them get reincarnated as elves one's like the prince one is a prince and then she gets reincarnated as like a level one spider yeah um and she has to find her way out of the labyrinth that she's born into meanwhile trying not to die uh from all of the terrifying monsters that live down there uh, and also, like, level up to the point where she can actually survive in this world. So it, it it does the whole power fantasy thing. But the thing I really like about it, too, is this whole time that you're getting this, like, spider story, you're also getting the whole, like, uh, story of the other kids in the yeah. class. And, the, and it's this whole, like, you know, political intrigue war thing going on with all of them and like yeah. power struggles and, and the timeline is very is very fluid and a little confusing yep um and it and it plays tricks on you and does a lot of like fun things with that so if you like that sort of ride you'll very much enjoy this kind of show yeah i think this show is definitely one of those isekai that's like just far enough off the beaten path to stay interesting um and it is a crunchyroll original so i I'm a little worried about whether or not we're going to get another season with the merger between them and Funimation. But I don't think they, like... Like, I think it's, like, airing in Japan. They just have the exclusive rights to it. 
I don't know. Oh, we, we'd have to check that out because yeah. I, I I I know a couple of them are like that, but some of them are like actual Crunchyroll properties. Let's yeah, um, let's hope we get more of that because I I think we will too. It it was really popular. It, it was really popular, and I really hope we we get to see more of it. Um, speaking of things we get to see more of, <laughs> this one is also like the complete opposite vibe of Spider. No, what are you talking about? They take place in the same universe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Um, Eurocamp season two, which we haven't really fully seen. Um, we're... we've only seen a couple episodes. We've been watching it really slow. Um, which is kind of perfect for that show. Eh. I mean, I could watch more episodes of it. I'm going to. Well, like, you want to watch an episode after this? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've been I've been watching it at Dan and Cat's speed. So we've um, been watching it at Cat's speed. So we're watching it at Cat's speed. But I have I have made the declaration that when the movie comes out, which the movie is coming out this year, I believe, I'm leaving you behind and I'm Listen, watching I, I can I could burn this to the ground in like an afternoon. Yeah. Um, um it's Yuru Camp. I yeah. don't remember if we said that. We did. We but, did. Well, we said it twice. But it's Eurocamp season two. It's good enough to say twice. Um, it is just the most wholesome little cute girls camping anime. Yeah. Um, if you're into that, the the soundtrack is so good. The soundtrack is fantastic. <laughs> the character design is really well done as well. Animation is beautiful. It this just it captures the magic of camping, and I think it's it's a really beautiful, cozy anime. Yeah. Um. It, this is my like winter recommendation. Like, if you want a nice, cozy anime to settle up for in the winter, watch Yuru Camp. Absolutely. Um, what we have next up is <laughs> definitely not that. No, it is the exact same. It takes place in the same universe. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't want this to take. No, place I don't want it to Camp take place. Universe. That was a joke. Um, it's other side picnic. Other side oh, picnic. Oh, I was looking at the one. Oh, after you were that. looking at the. Oh no, no, no. But still, no. <laughs> yeah. Other side picnic is. Um, how do I describe it? It's kind of like a like a it's horror like Twilight mystery. Zone the anime in a way. Yeah, it is kind of like Twilight Zone the anime. So basically, so Cat Cat explained uh, Twilight Zone to me in the sense that like you could just be like watching wa- like washing your dishes. And then suddenly find yourself in the Twilight Zone. Or you could be walking down the stairs to the subway and enter the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And that's what uh, Other Side Picnic is like. These kind of girls can just stumble into this other universe just by, like, taking a wrong turn somewhere. And basically the story centers around these two girls. Um, This one girl, she's kind of an outcast. They're they're both college-age girls. They're adults. Um, really cool characters. Yeah, too. really cool characters. Like the first girl, um, she's kind of an outcast. She's a loner. She doesn't really talk to anybody. But she has kind of discovered this other world that she's got a kind of like a fatalistic interest in. Um, and in this world, she discovers her new friend who is looking for this other friend of theirs that disappeared in this world while they were um, while they were exploring it. And they kind of like they kind of spark this friendship where. Basically, they kind of need each other to survive in this world. Um, Because, like, on there, they each have separate powers. I don't want to go into how they get them because it ruins the story a little bit. But, like, they each have, like, separate and unique powers that together combined allow them to survive on the other side world. Um, And, like, this story just has one of the most interesting like mystery stories to tell um of any that I've ever that I've ever seen um it's just really well animated the monsters feel very suitably terrifying yeah like remember the bird thing yeah, yeah. no it, some of the 
creepy. This year, there's been a lot of really good creepy monsters between this other side or <laughs> this other side picnic. Yeah. Um, the one we just talked about, uh, Wonder Egg Priority mm-hmm. and Meruko Chan, yeah. like just top tier monster designs. Yeah, but this this show just in general has a really really great story. The like the the way the powers work and the bad guys work is interesting. Like you said, I still need to finish it. I don't think I've watched the last few episodes. You should definitely finish it. Yeah, because that's the one where they're like trapped with the Marines in the. Uh, yeah, side. I just yeah. went through. I past that part yeah that part's really good like and you know like you said one of the interesting things about this show is that like they can accidentally find themselves in this other world like yeah. i remember one one the like one of the times they end up going is because they put on a certain hat and they walk out of a restaurant and then all of a sudden they're in the other side yeah and they're like not Which, ready for it so that's what makes it so scary is just the complete lack of control yeah like, if, if there was a scary place that you were like, oh, if I walk through that door, I'll be in this scary place. You're like, all right, I won't walk through that door. I have control of this situation. If you're just suddenly there, you're like, well, nothing I can do. I'm going to yeah. die. And, th- and that kind of, that may, that adds to the suspense and the difficulty that they face is because, like, sometimes they need to get to the other world, but they don't necessarily know how. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have to, like, try, like, these, like, like urban legends that they find on the internet, and then they have to, like, there's a side character that they have who is kind of, like, their, like, their operator controller, who is <laughs> who hilarious. Is too, yeah. <laughs> her and her shotgun. Um, who, like, like kind of says, like, yeah, maybe you'll be able to get to the other side if you do this, um, like, ridiculous thing. Um, but like this show, if you like any kind of suspense or drama or like mystery or horror, like you should definitely watch Mm -hmm. this show. I think a a lot of people missed out on it. Um, it didn't really generate a whole lot of buzz. Um, It's it's definitely a hidden gem. It was a hidden gem. I really hope it'll get a season two because if not, I will definitely pick up the manga because the show is just really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, don't watch the next show. Yeah, don't. I didn't. I didn't watch the next show. Everything I I know about it... I watched the first episode and that was more than enough for me. And then I kind of figured out what was going on with it. And I was like, nope, nope. We're talking about redo of a healer. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I don't particularly want to give this one a ton of time. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the only thing I know about it is what I heard from you and what I read on the internet. So yeah, basically like this is an edgelord show. There's, it's uh, we do not promote the show. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, quintessential quintuplets. Yep. This, this is show, solidly I'm... your wheelhouse. <laughs> this show. Oh yeah, we're in, we're in my section now. Um, quintessential quintuplets, uh, season two. Uh, great show. Uh, I I will get you to watch this some point, uh, best boy Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> there's not really too much to the plot of it. There's basically there's a tutor. He tutors five quintuplets um, and. It's kind of like a How I Met Your Mother thing. You know that he marries one of them. The question is, which one? Uh, The thing that's fun about season two is, like, the first season is really just setting them all up together. Like, the romance aspect of it is pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. Not the case season two. Season two is, like, oh, some of the sisters are starting to make their moves. Um, And, you know, not all of them are, but, like, there's there's some good competition happening. Mm I hesitate to call this a harem show. It is, but it doesn't function like a typical one, I would say. Okay. Um, But it it focuses more, it feels more just like a rom-com, just general rom-com. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, if you like rom-coms, it's it's a pretty easy recommend. Um, It seems a little bit more trashy than it actually is. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
the next show is actually one of my favorites uh, from the year, uh, and that's Skate the Infinity. Uh, this show kind of came out of nowhere, and uh, I put it off until I watched like uh, some Anituber talk about it and being like, hey, this is a surprisingly fun show. It's basically this like underground skate world um, where like people settle their beefs uh, through skating down this like crazy downhill like uh, dirt roadway and then like into this like giant warehouse and across like steel beams and stuff. You and, mean that's like, not how you settle your beefs? Uh, it's it should be <laughs> except for I can't skateboard at all <laughs> the one time I stood on one I almost broke my tailbone <laughs> yeah that'll do it um, but it's like rad that like all the characters are just like super over the top like the villain is like the matador and he has this move like that no one can escape and he keeps putting people in the hospital where like they're both going down the hill like side by side and he'll like pull ahead and then like turn back on a dime and somehow go uphill like defying gravity and basically like clothesline someone mm -hmm. and there's like one time where he just like flips up his skateboard because it's like anything goes and like grabs it and just like smacks someone across the face <laughs> with the skateboard just like takes them out so it's like like these battles but it's it's very cartoony vibrant colors the art is beautiful mm. um but it's got that great like sports anime thing uh the thing i love about it is like the two main guys great bromance between the two of them i forgot the red hair guy's name uh and then uh Renga, mm -hmm. um who's the white hair he is it's a very um johnny tsunami story oh god yeah no so he's a snowboarder mm. um who stumbles into this whole thing and like his first race he he uh duct tapes like a skateboard to his feet because he doesn't know how to ride it otherwise mm -hmm. um but he becomes like just so amazingly good uh and like kind of leaves his friend like behind who like showed him all the ropes and stuff so it, it's it's got that kind of story going on with it too. okay really great like archetypes of characters it's it's very fun um and also a very different vibe from the last one in my section from Winter, which is Beastars Season 2. We had a lot of Season 2s this this season as well. Yep, it was the season of sequels. Uh, I didn't watch this while this was airing. I actually only watched Beastars recently and fell in love. It is uh, definitely a show for fans of furries. Mm -hmm. um, but Lagoshi is definitely best boy. Um, and I don't fight anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> um it's a wild dramatic ride i don't even know like how to begin it but basically it it takes place in this world where there's these anthropomorphized animals um herbivores and carnivores living together and it's kind of the struggles between that like the carnivores have to like suppress their like instincts the first season starts off with the murder of one of the herbivore students they have to like figure out who it is mm -hmm. the second season really ties up a lot of the plot threads from the first season um and also does what a second season should and expands the world out so as a second season it is exactly what you would want it to be it's just as good as the first um and really you get to learn a lot more about the characters and the world and strong recommend netflix has been doing some really good stuff so i, I recommend everyone check it out excellent 
Um, and that leads me into my section of the winter anime uh, from 2021. Uh, we're going to start off with Kimono Jihen. Which is another one I got about halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Kimono Jihen was really good. Um, it did a solid job of telling like a kind of supernatural um, like uh, battle story, but with like, it, it had a lot of interesting elements. So like it had a lot of like, you have all your side characters um, and they all get their own like fully fleshed out arcs while the main character is growing and learning about his own back history because he doesn't really know what's going on. Basically, it centers around this kid who is, um, he's half demon, um, and basically is kind of an outcast. So, like, he lives life with a, a distant relative. I think it's, like, an aunt and uncle. And, like, he lives in the, um... Uh, he lives, like, in one of the outbuildings. He eats, basically, like, garbage. They, like, he works the fields to, like, you know, to, to, to earn a living. And basically this, like, you know, supernatural detective from the city comes. Very much like the, um, kind of guy from, uh, Mob Psycho. Yeah. And, uh, he comes out to do a job and, like, solve a mystery and basically, like, tells the kid like hey like you know we can find your parents if you want to come work for me and like so he ends up working at this like supernatural detective agency where this guy like kind of has a corral of small he, boys <laughs> he does he has a corral of small boys that he keeps in his workplace which is unusual and should be a little <laughs> worrying um i will say they did a really interesting job in like um how, how do I put it? In, in like adapting Japanese folktale, uh, like monsters for oh, this. So okay. like one of the, you know, the there's one little the, one of the the boys at the detective agency who kind of like is very feminine. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his backstory is basically that he comes from a village of Yukiona, which means snow woman. And oh, so, like uh, Yuki from or Yukina from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Wait a second, Yukina? Why am I thinking of her now? Yeah, so basically, yeah, so that's that's a, a figure from Japanese folktale, a Yukiona, huh. and basically the way that their story is told is like only once in like every couple of generations is a male child born. That's Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah. so I basically, guess basically it's like his backstory, except like in this case it was twins. So he's it, <laughs> it's got his brother who takes on the brunt of like the reality of being the only male in their village and like kind of shields his younger brother and it ends up being like this whole thing i don't want to give too much of the story away but um you know and like throughout the throughout telling the story they kind of like discover other people like them who are in different circumstances so like some of them like work on the side of like you know, they work on the side of quote-unquote justice where they're, like, solving mysteries and, like, stopping bad demons. And then there's, like, kind of, like, the shadier underground, like, kind of, like, an organized crime side of it where, like, they don't actively hunt humans, but, like, they're kind of more on the gray side of the law, which is interesting because, like, their leader is, like, has taken over the local police department because um, she has, like, she has, like, the ability to, like, hypnotize men or whatever. Mm. Um... I think this show is really well done. I would be really excited to see a second season of it. Um, I just think, you know, as far as, like, a, a standard shonen like, mon like monster battle anime, um, it does a really good job. I, yeah, I will definitely finish that at some point. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Uh, next up, we have Cells at Work Season 2. 
Um, and Cells Will Work Season 2, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. What I really have to say about is the next one on the list. But uh, Cells Will Work Season 2 is good. It's basically like the Red Blood Cell continuing her little adventures. She gets a Kohai in this um, oh, fun. In this season, which is nice. Um, there's a lot of interesting character development there. If you liked Cells at Work Season 1, it's more of the same. You'll like Season 2. For those um, who don't know, it's basically an anthropomorphized version of your the inner yeah. workings of your body. You got the different types of cells, blood cell, uh, red blood cells, white blood cells. You have like the immune system and the neurons and all that stuff. The platelets are like the cute little... The platelets are very adorable. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> cells at Work Code Black is the polar opposite yeah. so cells at work code black takes place in a in in a body like okay in our so, bodies yeah so okay let me <laughs> let me go back for a second in cells at work it takes place in a body that is relatively healthy and, suppose, and eats well though, they have a lot of health issues well they they do and they don't because what's interesting about cells at work is that the, it seems like hey they have to battle a lot of very serious illnesses but what we but people don't tend to understand is that our bodies battle those illnesses every day That's it's true. only when they when we lose that you actually get sick City. yeah so like yeah they're battling streptococcus but or like cancer. they win so the or yeah. cancer but they win so the body doesn't actually get cancer right so in in cells of work code black the person whose body this takes place in works for what's called a black company and what a black company is is basically like a, a company that uses unfair labor practices they do forced unpaid <laughs> overtime and think america yeah basically think any job you've ever had um no, so like they they deal with that by smoking and drinking and and you know all sorts of like bad coping mechanisms and the body has to deal with that. So like the main character is a red blood cell, but like they gender flip it. So like yeah. in in the in regular cells at work, the red blood cell is a uh, you know is a woman and the the white blood cell is a man and it's flipped in this one. The the red blood cell is like a young dude who's like just starting out. Uh, as a red blood cell and like it's funny because the first episode starts with like an instructional video for red blood cells like like oh this is what you can expect you know being a red blood cell in the body and then they get out into the world and it's nothing like that <laughs> like everyone is like super jaded and angry and like screaming at him like even the platelets who are like super cute uh in in the regular cells at work show are like they're like angry and they like jump him kind of oh my god um, i have to see this actually this and, sounds wonderful yeah and like the the white blood cell like in the first uh, in the regular show is kind Isn't of like she hot now well she's hot but like in the first show like you know the white blood cell is like a kind of like an all business like we're gonna get it done and save the body kind of like like guy and like the white blood cell in is also where code black is clearly like dealing with undiagnosed ptsd and it's like <laughs> she's like basically like super fatalistic and like it's hilarious like this the differences between the two shows uh one of the early episodes deals with gonorrhea um oh so <laughs> it, it is a very interesting show in that like uh, I know uh, Best Person Cat uh, watched a like doctor react to it, and they yeah. were like, "This is all super accurate." Yeah. So um, if if you're into biology and and those sorts of stories, check it out. It's fun. They're all self-contained episodes too. Yeah, they they're all pretty. It's pretty episodic. Um, I actually haven't finished it. I'm like two thirds of the way through, but I think I just ran out of time um, before the start of yeah, the but the next season. Pick it up, put it down. It's you can always come back to this show. Yeah, absolutely.
And that wraps up winter. Next up is spring, which was also incredibly stacked. Yeah, well, I mean, we still had a lot of other shows that had been pushed back due to COVID that had been pushed back to the spring, so we still kind of had like a little like a little season and a half kind of deal going on. Yeah, I, there were a lot of shows I really enjoyed uh, for this one. Probably the biggest thing to come back um, was My Hero Academia with season five. Yep. See you later, Space Cowboy.